Hey guys, we are the Let's Talk 20s podcast. I am your host, Tanner. I am one of the co-hosts, Connor. And I'm your other co-host, GT. Guys, this podcast is centered around common themes that people in their 20s may be going through, whether it's anxiety, depression, other mental health things, relationships, and so much more. It's all about things that we're all going through together. We may think we're going through it individually, but the point of this podcast is bringing light to things that we're all going through together. We can't wait for you guys to hear about our thoughts with this. We upload weekly episodes every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. sharp. So please tune into that if you'd like to hear the episodes. We also all come together every week for a different topic, and we each share our perspective on that three times a week. So please look forward to those as well. And you guys can find us on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts at Let's Talk 20s Podcast. We look forward to seeing you guys soon. And with that being said, please enjoy this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Let's Talk 20s podcast. I am your host, Tanner, as usual, with my two lovely co-hosts, Connor and GT. Fellas, what's going on tonight? Hey. What up? What up? How's it going, everyone? Anything new within the last week since last time we chatted? Well, I leave tomorrow night after practice to go to my buddy's wedding this week. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. Where's his wedding at? It's up in Dalton, Georgia, so it's not far from Chattanooga. So, but yeah, wedding's on a Thursday. Hmm. Interesting. You know, it's all about him and and his lovely woman. So if that's what they want, that's what they want, baby. Exactly. It'll definitely be cheaper. Be happy with it and go for it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's always tough. You got to figure out is the money, you know, really worth the. I don't know. I actually see their point of view in some ways. I'll be honest. Oh, no, but... I did too. I understand why they're doing it. My quick thing is they're saving all this money while everyone else is losing a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, hey, just think it as a, a generous Happy wedding. celebration. Yes. Before we start this episode for this week, which, by the way, the topic today, I mean, this is a good one. Okay. Just, just going to throw that out We're there. We're not even going to say the title yet. Just wait. We're not going to say it yet because no. first we have GT's Hot Take. That's more important than telling you guys the title of this episode. This That's the title of the episode. GT's it's Hot GT's Take. It's GT's Hot Take. It'll be a long <laughs> fucking episode. All right. My hot take is the best blizzard at Dairy Queen. Here we go. I know what you're going to say. S'mores. That is not what I thought. I thought you were going to say Heath Bar or some shit. <laughs> No. Sports. Damn. Yeah. That is that is a hot fucking take. That's that, a lot. Holy right. Wow. And the reason why, and I'm gonna explain why. Because you got your chocolate, right? You got a little marshmallow, right? And you get the graham cracker in there. You got the salty sweet. You got the ice cream. You got the chocolate you want. And then it throws in a little kicker. Right? And that cinnamon in that graham cracker. <laughs> it's it makes you think you're having ice cream, but you're also as if you could be at a campfire. And who doesn't love a good s'more? All right, now now you're you're putting a you little. What, what's, is it ethos or egos? Whenever you put emotion to an argument, you're trying to sway the people. GT. Yeah, okay. I am. I'll uh, be honest. Technically, it's a pathos. Actually, that's the appeal to emotions. Okay, pathos. Ethos oh. All right, I'm gonna say this. It's the cinnamon <laughs> cracker, cinnamon graham cracker, chocolate marshmallow. It tastes amazing. You put them all together. It's such a versatile flavor. I know that it's a hot take, but have you had one? I have not had All one. All y'all so... saying, I'm saying, but have you had it? 
No. I, I don't think I don't think I've ever had a s'mores ice cream ever in my entire life, though. All right. Get your happy little behind down Dairy Queen. Get your little s'mores, Blizzard. I'll be honest, bro. I haven't thought about Dairy Queen in a long time. <laughs> the last time I've been to one, I don't know where you're at that you are thinking about it, but I might, I might have to try try it out. But anyway, I'll, okay. I'll try it. Oreo is the best. I, I don't know what to say. I guess I don't have an opinion since I haven't tried it. I, I'd be I'd be quick to judge at that point. But to hop into the episode, great great <laughs> hot take by the way. Good uh, always food is always a controversial one for me. The topic for this week is titled "Our Minds: A Blessing and a Curse." So I know we're going to be talking about our personal experiences, about our mindsets, and how we kind of escape our own negative or positive mindsets. But we're also going to be talking about blessings in disguise reoccurring negative thoughts and a balance between the negative and positive of our mindset moving forward so to start us off gentlemen to start off gta i think you have the first question my man i do let's get straight to it what is one quality about your mindset slash mental health that you think is a blessing what is one quality about your mindset slash mental health that you think is a curse let me get both sides boys yeah, it's a good way to good way to start it off because we'll probably find out later in the episode, but or while we're doing the episode. But I mean, it's our minds. It's almost like they're both at the same time. It just depends on the person. It depends on the day. It depends on your mood, right? I would say one th- one thing that is a blessing about my mind is that I always look on the side of empathy, or I always like give people the benefit of the doubt. So whenever somebody's going through something really tough or is in a really difficult situation, I always have been really strong at being there for people in that regard. That's why I feel like I'm really good at being a listener for people in my life. And I think that that's just because my mindset and my brain just naturally go to what can I do for this person? How can I be there for you? And it's not a difficult thing for me. And I do think empathy for some people is a learned thing. I don't think it's always innate in everybody. So for me, I think it's a blessing that I just am naturally a very empathetic person. You tell me what your life story is and tell me your struggles. I know I will find a way to empathize with you and just talk to you. A curse of mine, though, is that I'm just an overthinker because of how empathetic I am. It's It also is because I'm sensitive and I can kind of just feel other people's emotions in a way. Like I can walk into a room and immediately tell if somebody's anxious. I don't know who it is, but I can I can like feel that. And I think that that is a I think I overthink that stuff a lot. I interpret it incorrectly a lot of the times and I make it about myself. So in a way, the blessing of my mind can be really selfless at times. But because I feel a lot of stuff that I don't always know how to interpret, I always think it's something about me. And so I focus on myself, which makes me kind of selfish in a way. So it's kind of a back and forth battle of just figuring out how to uh, balance that and not overanalyze as much and just pay a little more attention to my heart rather than my mind most of the time. So, yeah. I like that. I like that. I think my blessing in terms of my mindset and mental health is – I suppose resiliency would be a a decent word, how I can and have in the past tended to kind of not let certain things affect me and how I how I go about life. Uh, I tend to be pretty true to myself, but I also have experienced a thing or two that I know have been challenging and really have turned that from, as we've talked about before, from a bad part of my life into kind of a lesson that I've learned and took away things from that that have made me who I am today. 
And then the curse, quote unquote, about my mental health or mindset is when I feel, I feel extremely strong, whether it's happy or sad. And I think that's a double-edged sword, right? The highs are highs, but my lows are lows. And it's really hard for me to accept that at times when I'm feeling really low. It's really hard for me to especially move past that kind of low. Differently, some people just take more time within themselves to to get back to their normal self. And I'm, I just happen to be mm-hmm. one of those people. You know, you just have to live with that and, and continue to know your strengths and weaknesses and kind of adapt your lifestyle around that. So I would say that's my quote unquote, you know, uh, curse or, or weakness. But what about you, GT? I'm able to like forget some things. I don't let things affect me. Like people would let stuff affect them. I'm able to just go about some things and go, okay, well, if someone was to start cussing me, I'm like, okay, cool. So I would say, yeah, that's probably something that my mindset is, okay, well, if you're not someone that's adding to my life, why am I listening? And letting what you say affect me. You understand what I'm saying? As far as something that's <laughs> not a blessing, that's negative, this is where we got to be completely honest and not you know, try to fabricate things. Sometimes I think I'm a little selfish and I do things for myself, but I'm also at the same time, like I can be very selfless to where I let that affect stuff about me, but then I can also be on the complete other side and be selfish. So it's being able to balance those two out in the right situation. So I would say that's probably my curse. Respect for the complete honesty, man. It's not always easy to evaluate yourself. It's it's tough, especially when we're thinking about our mindset and thinking about who we are as people. It's 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 tough. It takes practice. It takes repetition, and you you got to keep working on it a little bit. One thing that I know I deal with in terms of repetition is not only trying to be more aware of my mind. It's it's also repetition of things that I don't want to think about in my mind. So a lot of the times, because I'm an overthinker, I have a lot of recurring like negative thoughts, negative emotions, even negative images in my head about like certain things that I've gone through in my life, and I have a harder time letting that go. It maybe it's something I'm afraid of. Like if I, when I was younger, I used to be afraid of public speaking, and so whenever I would have to like think about going up to give a speech, I'd have a recurring negative thoughts and images about like what it was going to look like when I was going to be up there. Right. And I thought that that was something that was normal that a lot of people dealt with, but it turns out that is actually not the case. So I wanted to ask you guys, for me, I know I go through that still to this day and there's a couple of ways I process this, but I want to talk about you guys first. Uh, do you guys experience recurring negative thoughts about yourself or negative images that you don't want to see or things like that? And if so, what are some of the ways that you process it? I think everyone has some, even if it's small as an embarrassing moment or something as as big as a traumatic event or something that changed their life for better, for worse, however you want to look at it. But I definitely still have recurring negative thoughts or images about my life. I look back on some of the mistakes I've made and realize that they definitely could have been avoidable. If I was a little bit more aware myself, you know, looking back, I tended to obviously blame the other person, right? Because you don't want to admit that you're wrong. I think that's who we are as human beings. But when you really do look back on certain things and realize it could have been avoidable because you were actually in a wrong yourself, that's a big pill to swallow sometimes. 
the way that I process those kind of thoughts, especially like I just mentioned about realizing that I was in Iran in certain scenarios in the past and those negative thoughts are associated with that. It's definitely difficult, but all you can do is really realize that you were wrong and realize that there are ways to make that avoidable again in the future. And I think that's the big thing about negative thoughts or negative experiences is obviously we don't want to feel those emotions again. We tend to do the complete opposite of what would be that replication of that event. So for me, it's obviously just being more aware, more socially aware of my mistakes. And like I said previously, my first answer is understanding my strengths and weaknesses and really understanding how my weaknesses and strengths can affect people that are around me for good or for worse. So really trying to kind of be more aware about how I treat other people. Yeah, I I like that. I would say for me, and it incorporates my freshman year of college was kind of letting myself go down the rabbit hole and going into depression and everything that spiraled out of control from there. I would say it's that. And even though it's my family loves me dearly and wants the best for me, it's when job stuff comes up, it hurts. But it's also at the same time, like I understand why they're saying and talking about it. I don't know. Sometimes it just makes me feel less. So um, I'm working at it. It just sometimes I feel like, wow, where I'm at right now because of things in the past. And I've let that create who I am right now. But it's very rare. It's not something that I'm having consistently or on a daily basis. It's something that when it pops up, it it hurts. It makes me really think deep. And I just... When I get to that space, it's just, it's tough. It hurts. It hurts to be in that space, to get myself away from that space, to distract myself from getting there, to redirect myself on the right path, to get myself away from that. I say, learn from it. And when I do go to that deep space, I then try to quickly turn it and flip it into positive. Okay, we'll learn from this. What? Did you learn positively and what has positively been affected by it? What have you learned? What do you know you're not going to do again? And look at how you've grown from it. And I always go back to that because I always find that I add more to those. I've learned more from it. I've added more to my repertoire and I've grown even more from it. So that's how I process it is I start to kind of question, positively question myself and see my progress and note that progress. I like that. Good response. Okay. What about, what about you, Connor? So, of course, yeah. Like I said, when I asked the question, absolutely. I have tons of negative re- recurring thoughts and mental processes and emotions. I mean, stuff from my childhood that still comes up like to this day. I mean, for example, whenever I'm around my two brothers, if they are having a good time with them too, sometimes I'll feel left out. It's silly, right? Like I'm a fucking, I'm 25 years old and we're all good and I love hanging out with them and we all hang out. But when it's just them two, my brain's like, oh, here they go. And I'm like, what? no, I'm it's fine, right? But it doesn't matter because it still happened, right? It's still, it's just like these unresolved anxieties and things I never dealt with when I was younger. So they're going to come up a lot of times. And, you know, my, the way I process this stuff has actually changed pretty drastically over the past couple of years compared to when I was younger. When I was younger, 
when I first started dealing with this stuff, I tried to analyze a lot of it. Where did it come from? Why did it happen? How did it make you feel? Like all this stuff, I would ask myself a bunch of these questions. And when I first started kind of delving into my head a lot, but then a couple of years ago, I just got kind of tired of thinking a lot. So then I kind of just numbed it. I was like, I'm just going to ignore all of it, right? Well, that doesn't help either, obviously. That helped in one way because it made it to where I wasn't overdwelling. But then I lost connection with myself. And that's how I found myself in a pretty bad hole. So now I'm realizing that I need a balance. And a lot of the times it, for what works for me, it's not going to work for everybody. You got to figure out what works best for you. But for me, I just know that I tend to have an instant thought and I sometimes will just analyze like what the thought means and stuff. And a lot of the times what I do now is I kind of just acknowledge the thought and that it happened, whether it's negative or positive, most of the time it's negative. I acknowledge that it happened, but I don't dwell on it most of the time. Now, if it's recurring so bad and, it, and it's like making me upset, then I'll like analyze it a little more because that probably means it means something. But most of the time I just, okay, that happened, acknowledge it. And then I just accept it. It happened. All right. Nothing I can do about it. And I move on. And a lot of the times that has really shut down chatter in my brain personally. I don't think that that'll work necessarily for everybody. I just know as somebody who is an overthinker, who has a ton of anxiety and stuff, a lot of, or it, it's not really based on anything. It's just chatter. So I have to, I have to filter that stuff by accepting pretty much all of it, even though I don't want to. And it's stuff that I hate thinking about. It's not even stuff that I necessarily believe in. And I can't let it impact my, like who I am in real life a lot of times, because your thoughts are just your thoughts at the end of the day. They're important and you have to acknowledge them. You have to validate them and you have to be aware of them. But if you let them take control of you, then you're going to find yourself in a point where you're maybe not living your to be your truest self for me. That's just for me though. So yeah, I accept them, I acknowledge them and I move on. And if it's deeper than that, then I usually know by this point. That's a great response. And like you said, it is hard to decipher, I guess for me, because I kind of am like that in an aspect as well. But sometimes it's hard for me because some thoughts that maybe only recur once manifest and kind of you know dwell in my mind to make me believe that it is a recurring thought or something that I do need to address right then and there. I think that's my issue is that it can even just be a thought that crosses my mind once, but especially if it's a negative thought, then I feel like no matter what, I need to address it then. So that's something I need to improve on too, Connor, is, is kind of picking the battles. Because if I went through the struggle of trying to really address every single thought that came into my mind, as we've talked about, what episode was that? When I said like 30,000 negative thoughts cross people's minds a day by some site, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, know. I forgot that's what episode insane. was. But it's like thousands and thousands, I mean, thousands and thousands of thoughts cross our mind every day. Subconsciously, we don't realize how many can be negative. But if we try to address even the ones that we do remember throughout the day, that would that's our whole day, right? So I, I understand your mindset of picking the battles, letting thoughts be thoughts and nothing more. But if it is of a certain severity or recurring cycle, then, then address it. I think that's really smart, man. Yeah, well, and I had one additional thing I was going to sure. say is... If you're at a point where, like, I know what you're talking about when you have one thing and it like spirals into something else. And a lot of the times, like for me, I've noticed it's be just, I mean, a lot of the times it's just general anxiety for me 
or or it's just something that I haven't dealt with in the past, right? And so that's where that first part that I talked about, the actual delving, that's where that kind of helps because that makes me ask, okay, what exactly am I feeling? What exactly am I thinking, right? And if that's reoccurring, then that makes me look out for it again. And then I'm like, okay, this is happening again, for example, like, oh, here I yeah. go again. I'm probably going to take this to here or something. And even if you go there, just knowing that you might go there will probably make it not feel as severe. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's it's very weird. It's so weird how mindset works, man. It definitely is. It definitely yeah. is. And speaking of that, I kind of want to talk about blessings and how that can also be a weird territory as well, because a blessing can be immediately tangible, right? We've all experienced that. While some things can be called what is described as a blessing in disguise. We've heard the same before. But a blessing in disguise to me means that something that is or can be negative can somehow be a positive in a way that I may not be able to see in that moment, right? Mm -hmm. So for you guys, do you have another analogy, such as a blessing in disguise, that can be pertinent and used by others such as this to accept but also improve your mind from a curse to a blessing? Don't judge a book by its cover. I would say, and I'll dive into that, is don't take things at face value and what you see in front when you haven't really dug deep into it because you might think, oh, how is that going to get me better? How's that going to bless me? Well, guess what? You start assuming you don't know what's going on and you don't know everything that comes with it. So who are you to say that, oh, it's not good when you don't know everything about it and you haven't even looked into it? Haven't dug into it. Who are we to do that? I like that. I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Connor, do you have an additional one? I mean, I don't. Gosh, I I don't know if I have like a popular analogy. Doesn't need to be popular. I mean, what what helps you? Well, it's I I don't know. I don't really think of like analogies because I'm starting. I just kind of take things as they come and just kind of take them situation by situation. But I guess the best way I can describe it, and it's similar to both of these, is don't try to paint a full picture without all the tools. That's the best way I can think of it. So if you are trying to discern exactly where this is going to go with your head, and if you're trying to think about a situation where you feel like you understand every single avenue of it, road, journey... I hate you guys. <laughs> no, no. But like, if you feel like you can understand every single point of view about what you're trying to look at, sometimes it's easier to look at it from the side. Sometimes you don't have all of the details. Sometimes you don't know everything, right? And so when what I mean by trying to paint a full picture is you're trying to like fill the canvas with everything that's going on, but you only can see it from like one side, for example, or you don't have all the colors, right? You don't always know everything with every situation. And that that's obviously true outside of your mind, right? If you're trying to judge a situation from the outside, like like maybe a couple's going through some tough times and you're judging it, you don't know the full picture because you're not like in the relationship, for example. I, I really like that. I know I butchered my question, so I apologize, but I'm glad you guys still understood what I was trying to get at because I feel like there are – maybe analogies isn't the right word, Connor. Maybe that's what was causing the confusion, but I feel like there are different strategies maybe or different ways of us thinking in order to kind of realize that some blessings that may seem like they're 
meaningless or pointless in the moment can blossom into something that turns into a very valuable lesson or very valuable aspect or quality of your life that happens down the line. No, that that make, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that if you if you have analogies that work for you and can help you with this kind of mindset, then hey, use them, right? Like use these analogies, come up with your own analogies. There's no right or wrong way with this stuff as we talk about all the time. But yeah, no, I like that question, Tanner. I think I actually need to think a little bit more about blessing in disguises with my own brain. I think I can use that in the future. I'm going to shift gears a little bit because I want to kind of go back and focus a little bit more on the negatives again, because I feel like that, you know, speaks a lot louder. I think a lot of the times what in this stuff that we've been talking about recently with our wisdoms and stuff with your dad is we've been talking about like daily affirmations and daily positive things, right? Where we're trying to repeat stuff to each other, repeat things that we're grateful for. Sometimes it's the same thing, sometimes it's not. And we're trying to utilize these things so we can improve our mood and our mental state and be more grateful and be more grateful for ourselves, right? But I also think that the adverse happens where you have daily negative affirmations about yourself that are recurring. And it's it's different from recurring negative thoughts, I think, because I think these are specifically about something about like your character or something about your life, right? So I think that these are inevitable and I think that they do happen for everybody. But I want to know what you guys think about advice on how what we can give people for how can we learn to appreciate the negative affirmations that we might have? Because they're going to be here no matter what, right? So how can we learn to appreciate these negative affirmations so that we don't feel as burdened by what we're thinking? And I know that sounds weird. How, why am I appreciating something negative? But what do you guys think? I think break the negative affirmations. I think break it down. If it's, is this an affirmation that I can control myself or is this something that someone else has of me and how much priority do i have on this and how much of it is not where do i sequence this and where do i put this if it's not high up and it's not something that you were coming up with then why are you even having it in your headspace maybe that affirmation the negative maybe you're the one that's putting it in there because it's in your headspace and you're putting it out there I like that. I think something to that kind of adds to yours is obviously we will graciously accept every positive affirmation, every compliment that gets flown our way, right? But it's very hard for us to hear negative things about ourselves or to have some truth about ourselves. And I feel like sometimes these negative affirmations, although the truth can hurt at times, I feel like there is some vulnerability that needs to be happening to people. I think that there is a association between negative thoughts or affirmations and using that vulnerability to promote your own personal self-growth. And so I guess it, it it is a fine line. You obviously don't need to filter where every negative affirmation turns into something that you need to work on personally. As GT said, at times you do need to actually sit down and reflect on those affirmations. Why did it pop into your mind? Is it of importance like GT mentioned? And also realize that those vulnerable times are the times where you can actually improve and work on yourself the most. And I feel like that's sometimes something that people may not do as often as they should. Yeah, I think it's both y'all gave very detailed answers on how to how to delve into it a little bit and how to work on your own mindset with how you can approach these things. I'll, I'll take a little bit of a different approach. I think a lot of the times 
at least for me and with some people that I've talked to about this and shared with this, a lot of the times the burden of these negative affirmations are just heavy because like, we don't even want it. We don't even want that stuff to pop into our head in the first place. Right. Like you can, you could be the most confident person in the world and know you're confident. And then your brain's telling you that you're not confident. And you hear that over and over and over again, my mind's telling me something different, but the burden of you hearing that makes you want to analyze that. And I think that there, you, you can get to a point where you analyze it and you understand it and it still happens. Right. So how do you take that burden away? Well, the first thing I think that I've started to do, and I think it's good advice for anybody in their 20s, for anybody that's going through this stuff, I I really think that you can't avoid it. I don't think that you should try to run from it. I know that's a hard thing. It's going to be in your head sometimes, right? Like there's no way to avoid that stuff. There's no way to avoid negativity. There's no way to avoid evil, bad things in life. Like that's 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 silly, right? We can't avoid those things. And just like we can't avoid them in reality, we can't avoid them in our head. So don't avoid them, number one. And again, number two, I, a lot of what I think about with this stuff about our minds is acceptance. Just accept that they're there. I'm not saying be okay with them. I'm not saying agree with them. And I'm not saying encourage them. I'm just saying accept them. And that that's a hard thing to do because you have to define a line for yourself on what acceptance means, whether you accept it and you think about it a lot, you accept it, don't think about it, whatever works for you, right? Accept it. And I really think if you just do those two things and you accept and you learn how to do that and you practice that, I think that the weight of what they feel like they are and how true that they are just gets taken away. And then you can see a little more clearly outside of that. Sometimes just accepting it and taking a step back from it lets you see whatever's going on in your head a little bit more clearly at times. So that would be, that would be my advice. I think that is a perspective that I have thought of and initially dismissed just because it didn't work for me in that moment. But I think now as I've gotten older, maybe a little more wise and a little bit more self-reflective, I feel like that might actually be way more beneficial uh, at this point in my life. So I'm, I'm probably going to start using that card and that's, that's good. I feel like it honestly depends on a person. You know, it depends right. on how willing. Ultimately, it's it's how willing you are to accept the good and bad about yourself, right? In terms of if your mind is a blessing or a curse, using those strengths and weaknesses to your own advantage. And I feel like this is another example of how willing are you to be vulnerable and accept these bad thoughts or affirmations. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people struggle with that concept, including myself. So you know, it's it's so a universal too. thing. Yeah, absolutely. But I want to close this episode with the final question, make it pertinent to the Let's Talk 20s podcast. I want to ask you two gentlemen, what can make someone in their 20s or in general, I suppose, overcome their headspace being a curse, quote unquote? I know this is a general question and what has worked for me and what works for you two obviously will not work for everyone. But what's your personal opinion on this? What can make someone in their 20s overcome their headspace being a curse? People you hang around. Who are you hanging around on a daily basis? Are you hanging out with people that are being negative? Or are you hanging out with people who see a lot in their future and are optimistic and excited to go after and go get it? Who I like are that you, a lot. Who are you around? And what are you doing to fill your time? Are you filling time? Or are you effectively going about your business? Yeah. Put people yes. around you that you, that you want to be like you know or that you can grow with great advice gt i mean 
the influence of other people that are important to you in life cannot be cannot be overstated. Well said, man. Jenner, what do you think? I think that in addition to GTs, which is honestly, I was going to say like your environment, I think is very, very important and you're influenced very heavily by the people you're around. I think the other thing too, is to be able to talk about and walk through your negatives with someone else in your life that has a complete different personality than you. So that way you can get someone else's perspective of if they were like you, how would they go about it? And I think that's very important because sometimes we think that our negatives are so bad and our negatives define us so much. But at times when we talk to individuals that have different perspectives and opinions or ideologies than us, we realize that, wow, you really broke down what I thought was such a, you know, handicapping negative for myself. It really isn't that bad. And I just need to, once again, accept my positives and negatives, take them for what they are, but realize that they do not define me. So I think to get out of this cursed mindset, it is your environment, but the other part of it too is really talk to someone who has a differing personality than yourself, a different headspace and see how they get through things and how they would approach being in your own head. And that's when you can kind of really think of different strategies in order to overcome that that kind of cursed mindset that you think you're in when you're really, you're just like everyone else. We're all going through it. Yep. I, I like what both y'all said. I think my answer kind of is summarizing two aspects or like y'all's things. And it's like two aspects of what I'm talking about. And it's to be a person who you're open to yourself and to your mind of um, accepting change. I think that's a big thing where it's really hard when you get rooted down in how you think your life's supposed to go, who you think you're supposed to be, how you think that you are as a person, all of these things. And being open to change makes it to where you're willing to see other perspectives. You're willing to maybe meet new people. You're willing to talk to different people who have a different perspective, like Tanner said, so that you can maybe learn something different about yourself. And there's nothing wrong if you just like want to be around like like like-minded people as well, as long as they help you too, like whatever works for you. Right. But be willing to accept change and be willing to look for change and be willing to adopt change. I think a lot of the times if you dwell too much on the why and the how and the when and the where and the what, it just gets to a point where all you feel like no matter what you do, it's a curse. And it's like, well, then maybe I need to change something. Maybe I need to do something different about it. Maybe I need to have a different perspective. Maybe I need to just do something different in life and take a different action. And let's just see where it takes me. And you can only get there if you're willing to accept that you're going to change when you do it. And that's a hard lesson. It's a very hard lesson. I think this episode is really good discussing kind of how we approach our own personal mindsets and mental health, the good and the bad, and how others can kind of take things away for themselves. But yeah, Connor, what what do we have going on this week on the podcast? What what are we doing? So you can look forward on Tuesdays to our schedule of events and things that we're going to be posting throughout the week on Wednesdays. We'll, we will be posting the episode and we'll have the title of the episode for you guys in that schedule that y'all can look forward to. And then on Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday, we each switch around, have a weekly wisdom a topic that we all cover and we all give our own little quick spiel on what we think about the topic. You can also look forward to what that topic is going to be on Tuesday when that schedule comes out every week. Fantastic. But GT, where where can I find this lovely information and where else where else can they find us? 
You can find us on IG at Let's Talk 20s Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts at Let's Talk 20s Podcast. Fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you guys tuning in to another episode of the Let's Talk 20s Podcast. I appreciate all the support and we love that we've gotten on this one. What? What's up? Before we end, I want all you people listening, don't just fill up your time. Take advantage of your time. He pointed at the camera. He meets fucking business people. Connor is giving the thumbs up. Guys, I appreciate listening to yet another episode of the Let's Talk 20s podcast. I appreciate all the recent love and support we've got on this thing. You know, the three of us, although we have our busy schedules in our life, we absolutely love doing this on a weekly basis, not only for you guys, but also to kind of talk about our own problems ourselves. And, you know, we're, we're not just spilling advice. We're taking our advice and using it ourselves. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. I hope you guys have a fantastic and great rest of your week. And until the next one, peace. Bye.